All right. Hey, welcome to church today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. For those of you who do not know me, I want to thank everybody that is watching us on Facebook Live. Thank you uh, for tuning in today. And whoever's going to watch us through our website, thank you for staying connected to Passionate Life Church. All right. We are in a series called Planted, Not buried, right? We're planted because when we're plant, when God plants us, he always plants with purpose. He has purpose for our life. And the expectation when God plants you is that we would grow, that we would get a breakthrough, right? We watched that little plant like breakthrough. Man, that's God's plan for our life is that we would break through, that we would step into a season of flourishing and blessing. Um, but, but really, a lot of times the first step is understanding that we are planted and not buried. And so we are wrapping up. This is part five. We're wrapping up part six on Thursday. Come on, ignite night. Come on, you're not going to want to miss this night. Man, we are going to come together, we are going to connect with each other, and we're going to connect with God. It's going to be a time of worship. Uh, we're going to show some inspirational uh, testimonies of, of people that have been impacted in this church. And then I'm going to preach probably a 15-minute message. And uh, man, I'm going to call to action that night and because and, faith looks like something, right? And so we're going to have a call to action. It's just going to be an awesome time to, to connect with one another but also to connect with God. So 7 o'clock Thursday night, you're not going to want to miss it. Okay, so let's recap the series really quick uh, before we get to part five. Part one was planted in hope, right? We needed to get our hope back. We need, specifically, we needed to get our confidence and, and, and patience in God. And, and many times God is doing a lot behind the scenes that we don't even see. And so, man, we have to get our hope. We got to be planted in hope. And then part two was planted in faith. Faith isn't just a thing. It is, it is the thing, right? Faith is the thing. And, and faith looks like something. Faith is an action word. And so we, we talked about what our faith should look like. Part three, planted with deep roots. Man, deep roots are essential for keeping the promises of God, for, for, for continuing living in the promises of God. Deep roots many times represent perseverance and endurance um, and, and character and integrity. And it's important that we have a deep root system so we can continue living in the promises of God. Uh, many times God is doing so much under the surface uh, before we even see God doing something in our lives. And many times just a little flower and I showed that example, man, this little flower with a huge deep root system uh, because God wants us to continue to live in the promises of God. And, and many times, you know, we don't want a storm come and just rip us up and we need that deep root system. We need to be rooted in God's word and in prayer and in God's house. And then part four last week, planted and producing fruit. Jesus says, uh, I will know my followers by their by their fruit. And, and so again, our lives need to look like something. Jesus says, man, when you're, when you're planted in me, you will produce fruit. It'll just be a byproduct of just being my follower. You will produce fruit. And some of you thought, well, well, that must be it, right? I'm producing fruit and that's it. Well, wrong. We got a, we got a part five and we got a part six. We got a part five today and part five is planted and gardened. Come on, planted and garden. Come on, let's pray and we'll get into God's word today. Father, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for every person that's here. It is not by mistake 
or a coincidence that they're here. God, for you've planted them here right now. You've planted people watching us online right now, God. And so, God, I just pray that you would open our hearts, you would open our minds, God, because you have a word for us today. And so we set our minds set to, to receive today, God. And God, we just pray for the Colorado Avalanche for their season. We pray blessings, lots of wins, and a Stanley Cup in Jesus' name. And everybody said, I'm done praying for the Broncos, okay? It's over. We're going to move on to the next team, okay? It's not working. (laughs) Planted, planted, and gardened. Planted and garden. Uh, I, I want to jump right into John 15, 1. Um, and, and this is Jesus speaking. Uh, John, Jesus says this in John 15, 1. He says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. So that's where I got the title today, uh, Allowing God to Garden Our Life. And, and, some of you that, that garden or, or like gardening, you know that there's a lot that's involved in gardening, right? Like, like it's fully involved. There's, there's cutting, there's, there's, there's picking, there's, you know, there's pulling, right? There's, there's planting, like there's lots that it's involved. And so when we're saying, God, I want you to be the gardener of my life, what you are saying to God is I want you fully involved in every area of my life. And the first step, the first step of allowing God to do that, um, and, and we're going to detour, is in First Peter 5, 6 through 7. This is really important um, for allowing God to garden our lives. First Peter 5, 6 through 7. Peter says this, so humble yourselves under the mighty power of God, and at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Man, I think that's just that's so awesome that, that God wants to lift us up in honor. Give all of your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. I, need, I want you to understand today that God cares about you. He, he cares about every detail of your life. Even if it's a small worry, God cares about that. So point number one, allowing God to garden our life, is that we have to have a humble heart. We have to have a humble part. And I, and I love, I love that Peter's the one that wrote that, right? Because if there's anybody that knows about pride, it's Peter, right? King Solomon says pride goes before the fall. And, and pride is like, it's like this silent killer in our lives. It, it will uproot us. It, it will, it will, it will definitely stop God from from gardening our life. It definitely stops God from being involved in our life. If if you look at the life of Peter, if you look at the life of Peter, uh, man, Jesus tells his disciples, he says, hey guys, look, you're all going to be scattered. You're all going to leave me. It's a very inspirational talk by Jesus. He says, look, you're all going to leave. You're all going to scatter. And and I love Peter. Peter's like, "Um, Jesus, all these knuckleheads, okay, all these fools, they might run away, but I'm the rock. Do you know what I'm saying? Can you smell what the rock is cooking, baby? I ain't going to leave you, Jesus. This is, this is the rock. Like, I'm not leaving. That's why you call me the rock. Like, and I'm packing a knife. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm your road dog. Like, I'm, let's go, you know? And, and, and Jesus like, well, 
actually, Peter, <laughs> you're going to deny me three times in 24 hours before the, the rooster crows, right? And Peter's like, no, 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 no way. That next 24 hours, Peter denies Jesus three times. And the last one was the worst because he's actually sitting in the same courtyard as Jesus. And this woman is like, no, you know what? I'm pretty sure I saw you with Jesus. And he cusses her out. And so like, he just straight up cusses this girl out. And then all of a sudden the rooster crows and he catches the eyes of Jesus and he runs away crying. If anybody knows how destructive pride can be, it's Peter. And so when Peter's writing this in, in, in his book, man, he, he knows what he's talking about. Man, we have to humble. Man, if you want God fully involved in your life, if you want him to be the gardener of your life, man, we have to have a humble heart. Because pride is a silent killer. We have to humble our hearts. All right, now we can go on to verse 2. John 15, 2. Jesus says this. He cuts off every branch of mine, and we're going to come back to this. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. Um, Put up Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. I want us to be reminded, this is what we went over last week, but I just want you to be reminded of what we're talking about when, when Jesus talks about fruit. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then Paul writes this, there is no law against these things. Basically what Paul is saying is nobody on planet Earth would ever say that you shouldn't love people more. You know what I mean? Like you look at these, these are all pure gifts, right? Like like nobody's going to say, well, you shouldn't have joy or you shouldn't strive to have more peace. That's why Paul say like there's nothing against these things because they're so... They're so pure. And so you look at these fruits of the Holy Spirit, and I should have said this last week. I should have said this last week. But nobody in this room is completely nailing all of these. Right? Nobody here is sitting here and is like, yep, got them all. Nailing every single one. And so, right? And so you you look at this list, and then you look at verse 2, and it can kind of be deflating, Right? When you look at that passage and you see, like, so Jesus, like, he wants to cut me off, right? Like, if I don't produce fruit, and, and this is, I think this is a pruning chair. Is this pruning? Is this a pruning chair? Hey, it's a little dirty. I, I, I garden. No, but, but we, 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 you know, we look at this passage of scripture and they're like, man, you know, I, like, I didn't love my boss this week. You know, he cussed me out and I, I didn't love him. And so Jesus is just waiting to cut me off. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I had a little road rage this week and I wasn't patient. So Jesus is heaven and he's just cut me off. You know what I mean? Like, and we, that's why we talked about this last week, man, this punishment mentality some of us have that, that God is waiting in heaven with the, the, the clipping shears and just waiting to, to cut us off from his love and, and cut us off from his care. And, and that's not at all because, because none of us are nailing all the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Okay. There's, 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 there's grace in there. And so I want to look at this passage again, and I want us to see it a different way today. And I want us to look, he cuts off every branch. I want us to look at this Greek word that actually means those first three words, 
Okay, this Greek word that is used is arii. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I don't know Greek, okay? But this is what it means. It means to raise, lift up, take away, and remove. And so I don't know why it's translated that way, okay? Um, and this is heavily contested with different scholars and stuff like this. What did Jesus is really meaning? This is what I believe that Jesus is talking about. Just because of the context of, of, he's talking about fruit here, okay? And we know that Jesus, man, he's so graceful, right? And what I believe he's saying here in this passage, if you go back to verse 2, is that whoever, he cuts off every branch. Instead of he cuts off every branch, I believe that it's better translated, he lifts up. Or he raises up every branch. And that's why I read First Peter that said, First Peter says what? If we humble our hearts, right? If we come before God with a humble heart, he will do what? He will raise us up at just the right time. He will lift us up at just the right time. Now, Jesus is talking about fruit here. And he's not talking about, you see, you see the word mine? Okay, th- these people are still his, Okay. A couple passages down, we're going to see what happens with people that are not his, okay? These branches are still his, okay? So that's why I believe that Jesus will lift us up. So think about this. Think about fruit that falls to the ground, okay? What happens to fruit that falls to the ground and is not picked up? It turns rotten, right? And But it's still fruit. It's just rotten fruit. And, and, and I believe what Jesus is, is, is saying is that I want to, man, when your fruit starts to turn rotten, man, I want, I want to lift you up. When you're struggling in your life and you're having difficulty, I'm, I'm not going to cut you off from my love and from my grace. No, no, no. What I'm going to do is I'm going to lift you up. I want to raise you up. And, and he, this is almost, almost always, almost always, God sends someone to help lift you up to help raise you up. And that's why we emphasize so much here at Passion Life Church, don't do life alone. Man, get into a life group. Get into a serve team. Don't do life alone because it's those people. Go get prayer today to help, man, have someone help lift you up. We, we all go through seasons of difficulty and dryness and struggle. And, and, and man, I just truly believe that Jesus is saying, man, when you're struggling, I want to lift you up. I want to raise you Amen. Okay. Yes. Three people are excited. Yeah. So point, so, so point number one, that we need a humble heart. We want God to be the gardener of our life. We want him to be fully involved. We need to humble our heart. We need to humble our heart. All right. Number two, point number two, pruned. And this is the definition of pruning. And this is our reward for producing fruit. Okay. Our reward for producing fruit is this. Pruning is the process of cutting back or cutting away dead or overgrown branches or stems, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. So the reward for us who are producing fruit is that we get cut back. Now, this is, this is why you got to have a humble heart, right? To allow God to prune in our life many times is uncomfortable. Okay, many times it it, it comes with a little pain, right? Because God, and the reason why God's cutting back is because he has more for us, okay? And and many times he's cutting out the things that that aren't producing fruit that we're just wasting our time on, right? I read this statistic this week. 
The average American, listen to this, the average American on a weekly or on a daily basis spends four hours and 15 minutes a day on their phone. Four hours and 15, now that's with phone calls, which people usually don't use their phone to make phone calls anymore, but phone calls and text messages, emails, four hours and 15 minutes a day. And so when you say things like, Pastor, I don't have time to read my Bible. I don't have time to pray or I don't have time to come to church or get into a life group. You spend four hours and 15 minutes on your phone. You got time. Listen to me. That doesn't fly with Jesus. Okay. Like Jesus, I'm sorry. I was just so busy. I couldn't produce fruit. Now you got, you, you got time. That's why there's this pruning process where you're saying, okay, Holy Spirit, speak to me. Some of the things that I need to cut back on that I need to cut back on because the goal is that we would produce more that God has more for our lives. And so man, the, the, the pruning process, then there's these things, there's these things called suckers, right? That, that stick to the branches and they just, they just, they don't do anything. They just suck out all the nutrients. Man, that's part of the pr- pruning process. Man, Jesus wants to cut those suckers out. You know what I'm saying? Be, because he wants us to grow more. He's got more for our lives. I came across this in my studying. I, I didn't know that this was a thing. But this just shows how amazing God has created us. It's called brain pruning. I didn't know this was a real thing, but it is. I want to read it. The synaptic pruning is thought to help train the brain transition from childhood when it is able to learn and make new connections easily to adulthood. When it is a bit more settled in its structure but can focus on a single problem for longer and carry out more complex thought processes. So God, and and I believe this is how God wants us for our spiritual journey, just like he has created our brain to automatically mature, right? To, to, To automatically begin to process more difficult situations and problems in our life. This is what God has for our spiritual life. And that's why pruning is so important, okay? And the Apostle Paul explains it like this. He says that at some point we need to get off the milk. He says in the beginning you you become new to Christianity. It's like milk and you're drinking milk. And the Apostle Paul says, well, at some point you need to get off the milk and you need to start eating some meat. Come on. You need to start eating some whole food food. You, you can't sustain eating, just drinking milk for the rest of your life. And so that's why we go through this pruning process. God is always trying to grow us. He's trying to mature us so he can bring more into our lives. That's why allowing God to garden our life is so, so important. But we have to come before God with the humble heart, We have to let them be fully involved in our life and allow this pruning process and understand, yeah, it might hurt. It might be a little uncomfortable. Man, I love our man night. Our man night meets the second and fourth Thursday uh, of every Thursday. And I love getting to hear what God is doing in guys in our group. And one of the things that God is doing in several of our guys is God is pruning back football in their lives. 
and it's been really easy probably for them this year because the Broncos stink, right? But but they, they, they've been, you know what? I'm not watching eight hours of football a day, right? Like, not, you know what I mean? And, and it's just awesome. To, God, that's how God speaks. It's, it's practical things in our lives, right? Like, do you need to spend four hours a day on your phone, right? Like, how about two? You know what I mean? And it's just these real practical pruning things that God loves to prune back so he can produce more fruit in our lives. Let's continue. John 15, 3. And I love this passage. I love, this is such good news. Jesus says this, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. So Jesus is like, I'm it. Okay. This is the message. Jesus is the message. Okay. He's the one that's going to grow us. He's the one that's going to prune us. He's the one that has purified us, right? There's, there's, there's nothing else that we have to search for and nothing else that we have to do other than just let Jesus be Jesus in our life. Let God be God in our life. Come on, that's good news today that we've all been pruned and purified by Jesus. All right, let's continue. John 15, 4. Jesus says this, remain in me, now, he gets really practical, right? He gets really, well, how do we do this, Jesus? He says, well, remain in me, and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Okay. Got a branch. This is a branch. And um, if we all tried really hard, okay, was like super encouraging to this branch, right? And we're, we're, we're cheering for this branch. And this branch, just this branch tried really, really hard, right? Like the hardest this branch could possibly try to produce fruit, right? Like, oh, like this branch is trying and we're, we're cheering on this branch. Come on, branch, you can do it. You're amazing, branch. You're awesome, branch. This branch could not produce fruit. It's impossible. Now, you could... You could tape some fruit on this branch, right? Like you could, you could pretend and you could make it look like it's producing fruit, but eventually, you know, it's going to fall off, right? And so it's impossible for this branch to produce fruit. Why? Because it's not connected. It's been severed from the vine. It's been disconnected from Jesus. And so no matter how much this branch tries or we cheer this branch on, this branch will not produce fruit. And that's what Jesus is saying. He's saying, look, 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 if you disconnect from God, if you disconnect from Jesus, you will not produce fruit. It is impossible to produce fruit without being connected to me. And I just, I think this is so simple. I think this is so simple. Um, there, there, there's a guy, you're going to hear his testimony if you come Thursday. We did a video. His name is Jesse. And Jesse was the first person who got saved here at Passionate Life Church. And he was the first person to get baptized at Passionate Life Church. And he's going to share a little bit of his story on Thursday night. Um, but Jesse was a train wreck, okay? Completely a mess. Like, like Man, he did all of these drugs the night before, and then he took a bump of cocaine. And I don't know why he asked. 
I don't know why he made this deal with God, but he took a bump of cocaine before he went to sleep. And he said, God, if I am awake in the morning, I will go to church. And he was awake in the morning. <laughs> and so that day he came to Passionate Life Church. Man, he cried the first two services. And man, he gave his life to Jesus. And, and, and then he got baptized. And, one, and, and man, he struggled because he was in Afghanistan. And so he struggled with PTSD and drug abuse and, and all these different things. And one of the things that I used to say to Jesse all the time, and, it, and it's in his story, because he would ask me, like, how do I get over this stuff? Like, how do, you know, it, it, it's not working, right? Like, like I'm praying, and I, and I just told Jesse, stay connected. Just keep showing up. I'm telling you, keep showing up to church. Keep showing up to life group. Just keep showing up. Just stay connected. For, for some of us, like, like I'm telling you, that is the biggest revelation that you need to get today. Man, just Stay connected. Just keep showing up. Listen, show up long enough so God can do something amazing in your life. Because he wants to do something amazing in your life. Man, man, Jesse's leading a life group, a free-to-be addiction-free life group. You know, him and now his wife. I married him last Friday with Sarah. And so, man, God has done. Now it's taken six years, okay? It's taken six years for God to fully heal him and, and work through his life, but he never stopped showing up. He never stopped, man, staying connected to the vine. He never stopped, uh, you know, disconnecting from, from God's house. He kept showing up long enough for God to do something amazing. Let's continue. John. 15, five through eight, and this is Jesus. Jesus says this, yes, I'm the vine. You are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. And so what Jesus is saying is, man, if you just stay connected at some point, you won't even have to think about loving people. You'll just love people. You, you won't have to think about being patient. You, you'll have patience in you. You won't have to think about, man, I need to find peace because peace will be in you. Now, some of you in the beginning, you need to think about it, okay? Because some of you work for some mean people, right? Like who are, who cuss you out on Monday. And so you're going to be like, okay, I got to love this person, right? But eventually, man, you're just going to produce fruit naturally because the Holy Spirit is in you. Okay. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Anyone who does not remain in me, Okay this, is, okay, this is where the different part comes. Anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and withers. Such branches are gathered into a pile to be war- burned. Welcome to Passion Life Church, okay? <laughs> but if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want and it will be granted. Like Jesus brings bad news and then immediately he brings good news. I love that. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my father. Okay, let's go back up to that. that such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned. Okay, so what Jesus is saying, if you stay disconnected from me, right? You just go do your own thing. You're not connected to Jesus any longer. You are not God. Okay. You're, you're doing your own thing. And what Jesus says is that you will be burned. You will, you will go to hell. Okay. Jesus talks about hell a lot. As good as heaven is, hell is just as bad. 
Okay? And, and Jesus tells us, listen, there's a consequence from you disconnecting from me. There is a consequence from you, um, you know, being apart from, from me, from being disconnected. And, and that, the consequence eventually, if you stay disconnected long enough, is hell. Hell's a real place. And Jesus is like, man, this is, this is it. But, but then I love, like, he goes, yeah, hell's a real place, and you're, you're going to be burned if you stay disconnected. But look what he follows it up. Like, man, if you just remain in me, if you just stay connected to me, anything you want will be granted to you. Why can Jesus say this? He says this because, man, when you are connected to God and you stay connected to God and you re, you're abiding in his love, you're in his will. And when you are in his will, the things that you pray for, God's going to answer according to God's will. Man, if you're living in God's will, producing fruit in his will, absolutely he will answer those prayers because they're according to his will. And that's what Jesus is saying. Man, stay connected to me. And I will answer your prayers. Why? Because you'll be aligned with my purpose and plan for your life. So... We, if we want God to guard in our life, we need to stay humble. We, we need to get humble, get rid of pride out of our life. Two, we need to prune, right? We need to allow God to cut back some things in our life and the purpose is so he can produce some more. And number three is weeded. Not, not weed, weeded. I have to clarify, we live in Colorado, Okay. People watch us all over the United States. So we have to clarify. Weeded. And those of you that know, those of you that, does anybody like to pull weeds? Does anybody, anybody? We had one person. We had a couple people, first service. They really, you know, they like to weed. I don't know what's wrong with you, but um, weeds are hard. Like weeding is the worst for me. Like I hate weeding, right? Uh, and, and And it's, and, and here's the thing about weeds, and I pulled a weed out yesterday, and I should have brought it. I, for, I forgot. I threw it away. But I pulled this weed up yesterday, and it had a root this long in it. I mean, it was in deep. And we have to understand, okay, that there's things in our life, addictions, habitual habits in our life, people that we've allowed to, to be planted in our life that are weeds, and, and those weeds have deep roots. And so sometimes, sometimes it takes some time for God to, 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 to pull those weeds out of our lives. But, but here's the thing about wheat, man. Weeding is so necessary, right, for, for your garden or, or for your grass. Because if you don't pull the weeds, what happens is the weeds choke out the plant. The weeds will choke out the good plant. That, that you want to grow. And so it is essential that we allow God to pull the weeds out of our lives. So I'm going to end with this passage this morning. And it's from Psalms 1. And this is King David. And Psalms is one of the most famous books. And he starts his book off this way. And there's a passage like this in two other sections of the Old Testament. I mean, you know, we talk about harmony of the Gospels. There's harmony of the Old Testament. Jeremiah and Ezekiel write similar passages. Um, but, but I find this is interesting, this one in, in David, uh, that David writes, is because he doesn't tell us what to do. He tells us 
what not to do. And so I want to start with verse 3, and then we'll go back up to verse 1, because I want, I want us to see the end result, okay, of what happens when we're planted and we're pruned and we're weeded. I want us to see the end result. This is the end result. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit each season, which is supernatural right? Man, trees don't bear fruit in every season, but that's what David is saying here is, man, when you are planted, man, in Jesus and planted in God's house and in his word and in prayer, like you will produce fruit in every season, which means if she leaves you, you're going to produce fruit. If he divorces you, you're going to produce fruit. You leave your, you lose your job, you're going to produce fruit. You don't get the raise, you're going to produce fruit. Someone gets sick in your life, you're going to produce fruit. It does not matter what season that you're going through, you will produce fruit because it's supernatural. Their leaves never wither. Again, something happens that's supernatural. You, you won't wither up. You're going to stay green. And they prosper in all they do. I think all of us would love that plan for our life, right? Come on, like producing fruit, never withering, right? Prospering and all we do. But that doesn't happen on accident. That doesn't happen on accident. That happens with a plan. And the plan is that we have to be planted. But the next step is that, man, we have to allow God to garden our life. And this is what, 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 David said, he says this, Oh, the joys of those who do not, I find that so interesting, do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers. Now, this is it. David's not talking about working with sinners. He's talking about doing life with sinners, okay? And acting like them, mocking people, making fun of people. Just, 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 man, just, these are your people, okay? But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on day and night. So what, what, what David is saying here is that you could have some weeds in your life that are people and that our toxic relationship is choking out the good things that God has in store for your life. I don't know if you knew this, but there's a statistic that says whoever your closest friends are is who you will be in five years. And so for some of you, that's really good news. For others of you, that's bad news. And this is why we have to let God weed our life. Like we need to let God pull these, these, these toxic people that are in our life, pull these toxic habitual habits. Man, sometimes a weed is laziness, allowing God to pull laziness out of our life. That's, but listen, that's fully involved, right? That's fully involved. That's what we got to have a, a humble heart, right? We got to allow God to cut some things back in our lives so he can produce more fruit. And we have to give him permission to start weeding some things out of our life. Because if we don't get rid of the weeds, listen, they will choke out everything good God is trying to do in our lives. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes as we go into our response time. It's the first of the month. And so we're going to transition into taking communion after our response time. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus and I need to make that first commitment to him. Or maybe today you've been disconnected from God. Like, man, if you're honest, you're that branch that's 
been trying to do it on its own. And, and, and today's the day where you get reconnected to the vine and you start producing fruit. And what I love about God is the moment you get reconnected is the moment you start producing fruit. Again, every head is bowed, every eye is closed. This is your personal declaration of faith to Jesus. If that's you, just slip up a hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Jesus. All over this place. You can put your hands down. And I would just ask that we would all say this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King. And from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing.